This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Magic have numbers if they go. Bancaro now through the lane. He jams it down. B5 through five Raptors. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. High screen from Franz. Now Kel spins into the lane. Long two. Off the rim. Franz can fly it in. Put back is good. Franz Wagner. It's your night, 22. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome into Magic Drive Time. We're presented by International Diamond Center. Jake Chapman, Dante Marcatelli here with you. The Magic and the entire NBA off today for Election Day. Make sure you guys get out and vote. Orlando Falls last night at Amway Center, 117-102. to They'll have a practice of a travel day today and tomorrow in Mexico City. And then our first matchup against an Eastern Conference opponent uh, comes, what, seven games into the season, eight games will be Thursday night against the Atlanta Hawks in Mexico City. It's going to be a 9.30 tip. We'll have the pregame for you at 9 o'clock, both on the television and radio sides. Uh, and we're going to have Brandon Kravitz in our Amway Center studios with me and Tyler. So it'll be like in the zone and Jake Chapman bringing you the Magic and the Atlanta Hawks from Mexico City. Uh, again, Magic fall last night to the Dallas Mavericks, 117-102. As we bring in Dante Marcatelli, Magic fall to 4-3 and three on the season. Mavs moved to 6-1, and one, and that was... That felt like a game that the Mavericks' second night of a back-to-back after beating Charlotte the night before. That felt like the, the, the uh, a B-plus performance from the Mavericks, and they're still 6-1. and one. That's a very, very good basketball team, D. Um, all that said, you score 66 first-half points. You have a 13-point lead going into halftime, and then you just get your doors blown off in the second half. Outscored by 28 points. Uh, you went 1-for-16 from three-point range, I believe it was, in the second half. Yeah. Turnovers were kind of an issue all night. Um, D, what'd you see last night? It, it felt like it kind of felt eerily similar to that Clippers game last week. Yeah, it did. I, I kind of joked with Brian Hill on the telecast last night. I said it felt like a rope-a-dope. I said they yeah. they, lull, they lull you into this false security with zero defense in the first half. I mean, they yep. Dallas let Orlando get wherever they wanted, and Orlando took advantage of it, moving the basketball, moving off the ball. Uh, you shot seven of eleven from three, so obviously that was better. You know, you were knocking down. You were knocking down three three point shots as well, but just the ball movement was crisp. Uh, everybody was executing. You were getting stops. You were taking off in transition, and then all of that stopped in the second half. All of that, all of that stopped, and they just all they did was pack the paint a little bit and kind of condense things and dare you to shoot. Played a little zone in there as well, but it was okay. The shots were okay, but it was it wasn't within flow of the offense like it was in the first half. It wasn't you know five passes and then a guy open in rhythm shooting a three. It was dribble, dribble, pass, shoot, or dribble, dribble, shoot. You know, they're just everything came to a complete halt. And I thought, and I don't blame them for this, I thought there were a lot of guys that had tired legs. And I don't know, you know, we always wait for that trip out west, and we think that that first game back is when they're going to be running in quicksand. Didn't happen against the Lakers. There was no quicksand there. Didn't happen in the first half against Dallas. I feel like it looked like to me they sat in that locker room at halftime against Dallas, and that's when everything hit them. Uh, because I thought, you know, they were missing layups. Uh, they couldn't execute. I mean, everything was just off, except for Jalen Suggs. The guy has boundless energy. But I, that that's that's what it seemed like to me. And, you know, I everybody says credit Dallas. I, I don't think Dallas did enough different to come out and win the game the way they did going away. Linda just couldn't make it. I mean, it was abysmal, absolutely abysmal shooting. And they're going to have nights like that, unfortunately. I don't think they'll ever have one of 16 and a half. I, yeah. I hope not. Anyway, I hope, I hope they'll not. ever – I don't think they'll ever shoot it that bad, but they'll have nights where they struggle to shoot, and you just you can't have 
You can't have one guy come down, dribble the air out of the ball, no passes, take a shot. That that's what kills this team. Nobody was cutting, nobody was moving. Uh, it was just it was just a it was just poor, very poor execution in the second half. Unfortunately, because I think they could have won that basketball game. It screws everything up. It it, it when when you're Correct. not knocking down shots, it makes it far too easy for a team that you're right. Like there's not much interest in, in defending on that team, <laughs> regardless None. of what Jason Kidd wants. No, um, exactly. That you, when you have Luka Doncic and Kyrie, and Kyrie actually, I mean, he came out. I thought he established himself. He had a couple steals early, yep. Yep, and and had some quick active hands. But um, that's not the strength of that team, to be sure. And and to be frank, D, like you're right. I mean, you end up uh, giving up 117 points. The defense was good enough to win that game for a large portion of it. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just we saw you know in the second half you get so demoralized on one end and you're having these eight ten second possessions, quick shot, quick rebound, and you're just it's almost like a football team where the time of possession is screwed up. You know, right. by the end of it, Dallas is just going to wear you down offensively no matter what. And when you're when you cold one one of sixteen and a half. It just sort of bleeds into everything else, and I thought we saw that. I also thought the early in the game, look, it was a 13-point lead at halftime, but I remember three and a half minutes or so left in the second quarter. It was 53-47. It was a six-point game or something like that. And I said on the tele- on the broadcast, um, it, it should be it should be bigger. The, the yeah. lead should be bigger right now. I, I right. thought there were opportunities in the first half where you just kind of let them hang around, um, and a team like that, absolutely, they're, they're going to pop at some point. And Luka Doncic ends up getting his 29 uh, Kyrie twenty one and ten and six rebounds and Tim Hardaway Jr. That that's the D'Angelo Russell from the Laker game. That's yes, what it you is. can't yes, afford it is. is a right. guy like that getting off and he had twenty one points off the bench. So four and three. It's the first home loss of the season. It is what it is. It's a very good team. Um, but we got to figure out some answers offensively and, and shooting the basketball. Um, look, you're you, without Gary Harris, you're missing one of your primary perimeter shooters. Um, I, I think we see the proofs in the pudding that regardless of who's on the floor, if the looks are open, they'll be able to knock them down. The ball movement was so much better, as you said, uh, in the first half than, than it was in the second half. So that's what you avoid moving forward. You don't want the ball to stick and you want to try to figure out a way to uh, to generate better offense. And I also thought you wanted, you got to figure out a way to let your defense create some offense for you, and we didn't see that very much in the second half. Well, and I think they would have been better defensively had shots been falling in the second half. So I, I don't think they would have got to 117 points if if the if Orlando was making any shots. It was 19-8 to eight midway through the third quarter. That was the run. I mean, it came back and took the lead just like that. And, it, and honestly, Jake, it was like everybody in the building was waiting for it. Like, that. that's the... That's the feeling we when we know we've kind of got out of this uh, little funk and we're ready to take that next step. Like that feeling won't be there, and it yeah. wasn't against the Lakers. There was never that feeling of, man, here they come. Until about midway through that fourth quarter, things got a little dicey. Right. But but there was never a feeling like, okay, here we go. Now this is time. This is magic basketball. We're going to lose the lead and and this and that. There, there was to me that feeling from them. But again, I, I it just it was so night and day from the second half. Uh, to to from the first half to the second half, that I think that I think there was a lot of that. I, I thought post game. I don't know if you got to hear that on the radio broadcast, but Mo Wagner and Cole Anthony, and I thought Brian Hill brought up a good point. Just the the sign of growth and maturity with the way they answered the questions. It was very truthful, very honest, and it was like we got to be better. I mean that you can't play that way. And Mo Mo's first comment was, you know, because they always ask about is there a lesson you can learn, and he's like, I'm not one of those guys that thinks you need to learn need to lose to learn. Like you can learn while you win games, and I thought that was great. And Cole said, "I, you know, I, me, me included, there's too much hero ball, too much hero ball. Tried to do it all on our own." And I thought it was very honest. I thought it was very mature answers. And then at the end of the day, he just wrapped it up by saying, 
we just got to be better. Like what we did in the second half is not acceptable. He goes, but we'll figure it out. And I, hey, that's it. I, I do think that second half of that game was an anomaly. It's just unfortunate because the schedule is so difficult. You don't want to let any of these get away. You win one more game, you've matched your win total from the first 25 games of the season. Right. <laughs> so you're already, to me, you're already a vastly better team than last year. But you got to remember, you're shorthanded, you're down four guys, four rotational players, you're down two starters, um, three, you know, three starters at times. So, you know, you, 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 your margin for error is very, very small. And uh, unfortunately, there just were, just were too many mistakes last night. Credit those guys. 38 points combined off the bench. They were 15 of 26 from the field. Wagner, uh, Mo, that is, and Cole Anthony. Can I ask you this, though? I want to ask you this because, I, I and again, we're not kill the refs, guys. They're so not bash the refs. Oh, that's where I was and going, all, D. I mean, and all, where are you going there? You know me. You know but I, 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 have never, I have never in 26 years seen two fast breaks. I've never seen one. Fast break stopped because of an injury. I've how never does this seen keep two. Happening? You should hear me on the air because I'm going. Is this? Do I know? Yeah. Do I know how this is supposed to be called? No. How is it? When? What? I couldn't remember the first instance. When? Do, what was the game where it happened the first time this season? Was it Utah? Oh, that's right. It did happen in Utah. That's right. Oh, that's. Right. I was thinking week. twice. I was thinking twice in just the game last night. But you're right. It did happen. Well, where it happened in Utah, injured, and they blow dead a fast break where we clearly have an advantage, and because Luka Doncic is writhing in pain on the floor, which by the way he came back and played the fourth quarter, they blow dead Scott Foster too. I mean, he don't. I, I don't understand how that was explained. Like understand and, and it. to provide some insight. And I just understand that it's Luka. Like understand who you're dealing with in in, right. in any. Now listen, it's it's an injury, so they. They are supposed to blow the whistle if it is potentially a severe injury, right? So it's not like if if a guy is down and, and gushing with blood, you're not going to let him bleed out why, because the team has the ball and you you got to let him finish the layup, right? So if it is a severe injury and potentially delaying stopping play is going to add to the to the dramatic injury, then then that's why you blow the that's why you blow the whistle. They were literally about to shoot, about to, we were about, we were, we had gathered and we were about to make a layup when the whistle blew and it's, it's Luca on the ground, holding his head, holding his head. Okay. Yes. And it went, he went right to the locker room and all that, but he did come back and play. You don't know at the time that it's not a concussion or that he, you know, something doesn't, something didn't happen, but finish out the play. That, that kind of stuff happens all the time, and, all the time. And, and Luca does it almost every play where you, where you, you think there's some egregious injury. Uh, is going to happen. So let them finish that play. The lack of respect for this magic organization by the officials, anyway, is egregious. And and I have, I have not felt that way until, uh, really until this year. And and listen, a little bit is a product of, of what we've done. When you when when the primary focus isn't to go out there and win every night. When you're rebuilding and it's about development. And uh, quite frankly, listen, that's what this team has done right for the last several years. It has not been. It's about letting guys play making mistakes. So, you know, whatever. If 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 a guy blows a call or or if you don't get the whistle, whatever. I I don't think those teams that are tanking or rebuilding get the whistle. I just don't. I don't think it happens because it doesn't matter, right? Whatever. And now you're saying, well, now it's different. Now we want to win. So, I, I do think a little bit of it is is a product of every team when they when they they bring this on themselves a little bit. Yep. But that shouldn't matter. The call is the call, right? You 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 shouldn't factor in all those things uh, that these teams are going through. The the right call is the right call, and whether it's LeBron James taking the charge, I mean, any, any time they go to a review, you know you have no chance to get it. I mean, it is 
to, to, to me, it's comical. And then the lack of fouls for Paolo when we're watching two guys right in front of Scott Foster hammer Paolo Bancaro's arms as he's going up two straight times for a layup it's unacceptable. It, yeah. It's absolutely unacceptable. And then if you get anywhere near, and listen, we've complained, people have complained about this for decades, right? With Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, all that stuff. But you get anywhere near Luca or Kyrie, they're going to get the whistle. And then you watch Paolo get absolutely hammered. So I, I it's counterproductive. You, you don't have to earn your dues. You don't earn the whistle. A foul is a freaking foul. Mm. Call it consistently for every team, regardless of what situation they're in. And we have not earned that respect yet. And it's frustrating, and hopefully it's coming. Um, but we just want the benefit of a fair whistle. And to me, we have not gotten that. And to be four and three when you've had to overcome that and two times on the road, to me, says a lot about this team. Well said. Um, I got you fired up. I love it. I'll say we haven't earned that whistle, but has Dwight Powell? How has Dwight Powell earned that whistle? <laughs> because he plays with Luca and he plays with Kyrie. And I think they're tired of hearing Luca complain. They're tired of hearing him yep. complain. I mean, so I, 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 at some point it will even out and, you know, but, but it is not right now. And I think in the back of their mind, well, whatever, you know, it's Orlando, how, how good are they really going to be? It's unfair. And that's not how they should conduct themselves. But I think that's what we're seeing right now. My call of the game is brought to you by Glip from Ring Central. Rethink the way you work with secure meetings and messaging on any device with Glip by Ring Central. Head to Glip.com to learn more. My call of the game is Jamal Mosley getting teed up at the 330 yes. mark. Yes. Uh, the fourth quarter, about as passionate and furious as I've ever seen the guy. Even the postgame handshake with Luca, he looked like he didn't really want anything to do with Luca, and we know how tight those two are. But he was, he was, he was peed off. The I mean, and, well, and I was right down there, Jake, and he and he looked right at Tyler Ricks, and he said, "You guys are embarrassing. You guys are absolutely embarrassing tonight." And he yelled it, and that was after he got a technical. I wow. think he was, I think he was inching for that second one. I think he wanted that, that but he was right. And that was absolutely uh, that was right. Uh, I'm gonna get thrown out to fire up my team because they're playing no. listless. That was pure Coach Mosley letting it all yep. because he's been very careful this entire time, right. as you said, right. when, with with everything about development, to not build in excuses for his young team. That's right. And and, and last night it was he just he, he it, that's right. It, it was and last night it just pushed him over the. Top. And it's a little calculated too. You're 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 screaming and yelling to protect your best player, right? So it's Paulo. Your star player is not getting the calls, so yeah. it's so it's a little bit calculated and too, right? Because to you're he's got their back. I think there's value in that, obviously. Like they're this is they're getting, but this is where Magic fans go way way too much with it, in my opinion. At times, all that being said, that's not why you lost the game. That's not why you lost the game. Yes, there are frustrations. Yes, you're not getting the benefit of the whistle. And yes, you may not get the benefit of the whistle for a couple of years, if ever. Right? You just you just don't know. You you know that how that's all going to play out. You lost the game because you couldn't shoot it. You couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. Yes. You're one of 16 yes. from three. Stop moving. You stop passing. You did everything wrong in the second half. That that's why you lost the game. And you know that. Okay, fine. You're going to move on. I don't. You don't think you're going to see that very many times, if ever again, this year. But you're not getting any help. You're never going to get the help or the benefit of the whistle. So you have to, you, you just have to go on. You have to conduct your business without that in mind. Yep. And that's the line that Coach Mosley has been trying to to toe. And I think I've, he did a good job last night. It's not like he got in the postgame presser and, and blamed the refs. A, he's smart. He didn't want to get, he didn't want to get fined. But, um, but, but, you know, you got to make sure your, your players know that you have their back, but also, Right. Um, the officials know that, that this needs to change, and it is something that we've seen a handful of times so far. But if this you year. feel, but if you feel, if that's a thought as an organization that that's happening, then you have to. Do, 
then, you know, maybe one of these press conferences, he does do that. Maybe one of these days he does. He takes the fine. The team pays it, you know, just to get that out there, that we're tired of this. You know, maybe, you know, that that's something that teams used to – I don't know that that still happens in today's NBA, but that's something that used to happen. You know, a coach is fired up and gets a technical, the team pays it, <laughs> whatever, whatever it may be. Um, just to get that, just to let everybody know we're tired of it. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it goes down that road and maybe that, maybe those days are done, but, um, I would not blame him if he sat up there, got upset and got fined. Well, it's disappointing. And I, I think I'm ready to play an Eastern conference team. Like, yes, let's, let's go and let's go against those guys and let's fly four hours West across the Gulf of Mexico to play that Eastern conference team, which, is, which I don't think anyone who put the schedule together has a map. Uh, but that being said, I do love, I do, I am excited about going down to Mexico City. It was a great time. Uh, those are huge fans down there, Jake, and they they gave us a great experience uh, when we went in 2018. I'm kind of excited to get back there. There is exactly one NBA team there that is closer to us than Atlanta. It's it, it's like a two hour flight, I would think, from Orlando to Atlanta. But <laughs> yes, it makes a whole bunch of sense. Let's go play in Mexico. Should be a lot of fun to year going. You're headed out there today, um, and I can't wait to chat about it. And hopefully, the Magic get a dub. Uh, in Mexico. Hey, the inaugural NBA in-season tournament has tipped off already. It tips off this month for us. It's part of group play. Your Orlando Magic will host the Toronto Raptors on Tuesday, November 21st, and the Boston Celtics on Friday, November 24th at Amway Center. Secure your tickets today at orlandomagic.com slash tournament and be a part of this exciting new competition, a new feature on the other side. Dante, I'm going to surprise you with it. Magic Drive Time, 96.9 The Game. It's more fun to see the Orlando Magic hit the court live. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered with a wide selection of seats available for every game at a variety of prices. As the official marketplace of the Orlando Magic and the NBA, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Whether you're making plans in advance or heading to the game last minute, with their virtual view from seat feature, you'll get a preview of your section to make sure you have the best view to catch more of those dimes and dunks. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Orlando Magic. After catching a Magic game, you want to go home and relax, not go grocery shopping. Kroger Delivery makes grocery shopping simple and convenient. Order at Kroger.com or on the Kroger app, and our friendly, uniformed associates will deliver fresh, affordable food, household items, and even frozen snacks in refrigerated trucks straight to your front door. Now save $15 off your first three deliveries. Kroger Delivery is a proud sponsor of the Orlando Magic. Try us today. Sunnyside Plumbing. Yes, I've got a leaking. To leave us a testimonial saying how happy you are with our service, press 1. But you haven't even... For all other inquiries, please hang up. Wait, what? Hang up and call Frank Gay. We're busy watching the game. You know what? I think I will. When you have a leak, you need solutions on your schedule. A helpful expert who can find the problem and fix it fast. That's the Frank Gay way. FrankGayServices.com Pay homage to the heart and hustle era with the Orlando Magic Classic Edition jersey. This blue jersey features the iconic stars used in the word mark across the chest and throughout the design with vintage pinstripes racing along each side. A perfect nod to the Magic's history during the 35th anniversary season presented by Advent Health. Stop by the Orlando Magic Team Shop at Amway Center Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. or visit orlandomagicshop.com to get your Classic Edition jersey. How do you measure the human spirit? In points? Distance. 
maybe decibels. Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Advent Health, official champion of the human spirit. At ViStar Credit Union, you inspire us to go the extra mile to meet your financial needs. That's why we offer Magic fans more banking options like better rates and no hidden fees. Our team is also dedicated to making the communities we serve stronger, volunteering our time and talents while donating millions to local nonprofits. ViStar Credit Union, official credit union of the Orlando Magic. Visit ViStarCU.org and go Magic. Today, we have two very special guests on our program. Introducing Lem hey. and Lime. Hello. For Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Thanks for having us. What is Starry Lemon Lime Soda? It's a crisp, clear burst of lemon lime flavor, and it's caffeine-free. Between us, one of you must be a little more important to Starry than the other. Who is it? We're both important. So we could just as easily be Starry Lime Lemon Soda. No, that doesn't sound right. Oh, I like it. So you saying hip-hop could be hop-hip. Works for me. Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Starry hits different. Great dishes begin with top-quality ingredients. Goya offers a wide variety of products from rice, beans, masarepa, and seasonings to olives and olive oil, even low-sodium and organic items, to stock your pantry with a solid lineup of go-to ingredients. With Goya on your team, your signature dishes are always a slam dunk. For inspiration and recipes, visit Goya.com. And remember, if it's Goya, it has to be good. Goya is a proud partner of the Orlando Magic. This is Mo Wagner of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Magic Drive Time with Dante and Jake, only on 96.9 The Game. Welcome back to Magic Drive Time. We're presented by International Diamond Center. Jake Chapman, Dante Marcatelli here with you. Magic fall last night. They're back at it Thursday evening, 9.30 tip from Mexico City. The Atlanta Hawks pregame comes your way uh, at 9 o'clock on the television side, Valley Sports Florida, and right here on 96.9 The Game. All right, D, uh, <laughs> quick new segment. Um... It's called Dad Chat, and as many know, oh, okay. As many know, I had my first daughter in May, and you've got two little girls who are uh, what, ten and eight, or ten and eight, exactly, about to be nine. Yep. All right, so I I need advice. I'm I'm swimming in it. I I feel like uh, I feel like. <laughs> well, how old is Josie now? Five months. Six. Josie months. is five and a half months old. For thirty eight years, Dante, daylight savings time has meant very little to me. <laughs> and, and now, and now it has completely disrupted our entire schedule because that yes, three yes. a.m. feeding has become a two a.m. feeding, and that six o'clock wake up time has become a five o'clock wake up time. So I got up very early today. I bring that up because I pulled a whole bunch of stupid media guide notes because I was messing around on NBA.com today, and I would like to present them to you right now. <laughs> uh, did you know I that love this segment? I love this. Segment. I know. I figured you'd be excited about it. At some point, we'll actually talk about fathering. But I just when they get older, when it. they when they get older, the daylight savings time is awesome because then they sleep in, they're fully rested, and you still get an hour somehow. So anyway, right. Anyway, but but right now, it is a killer. Right now, yes, it you are right. Disrupted our rhythm. Let's just say, uh, like picking up your fifth personal foul. Um, how about this one? I like Mo Wagner after last night, sixty four percent from the field. He's second in the league. Minimum 50 shots and field goal percentage. Very nice. Very Five nice. For third in charges uh, drawn with four. This one caught me off guard. I don't know if anybody has this one. Joe Ingles, did you know he leads the league in defended field goal percentage with a minimum of five games played? Guys on Joe Ingles are shooting 25.8% from the field. You kind of get a sense that he still has that aspect of his game, but, you know, he's playing bench minutes. I don't think you realize he's so solid out there. Obviously, the shooting hasn't been a big part of his game, but 
there's a reason that our bench has performed so well, and one of the unsung reasons, uh, I think, is Joe Ingles and his defense. You know, it's interesting. No, I did not know that. I would have never guessed that because, uh, you know, it's funny. We poke, you know, we poke fun sometimes, especially these these kids. Average age is 24. He's 36, so they have a lot of fun, right, with the old head and this and that. He's always been one of the leaders in in field goal percentage defense. And I've, you know, you watch them in, in you know, today's today's game, you know, right, you got to have guys with incredible length and speed and athleticism and all that, right? And And you take flyers on guys that, but he's got IQ and basketball savvy and knows where to be. And that has always, always worked for him. He's not the fastest. He's not, I don't know if I've ever seen him dunk, um, but it doesn't matter. He's in the right spot. And, and he's a, and he always, every year is in the conversation uh, as, as one of the better defenders on the perimeter. You're right. It, it is mind boggling. That's a great stat. And, and Mo Wagner um, with the charges that he should have had another one last night. I thought they felt he was moving a little bit too much, but he, he could have added to that. But the field goal percentage is off the charts. I mean, he's automatic around the rim. Those are those are really good ones. I like those. It's it's funny that you bring up Ingles' age because and, and the know-how and how that matters because this is with a minimum five games played. Second is Chris Dunn, 29 years old. Dennis Smith Jr., who basically found his way back to the league with his yeah. defense, is third right, on that right. list. And then fourth is Victor Wembanyama, 19, 19 years old. So you can either be a freak <laughs> or you can have the know-how and right. in between the years. Uh, as well, but that's good. That's good you bring that up because you know you look at it. You say twenty-two minutes. Joe played last night, just two points, one of two from the floor. Did have five rebounds. Did have three assists. He's not going to go out there and score a bunch. Uh, he's more of a facilitator, and he will rebound. But that's what he's doing as well. His guy isn't killing you. Uh, you know when when he comes off the bench, I think that's huge. You know, you look at Josh Green only had six points, and Jaden Hardy uh, had five points, and you know he'd, he'd be guarding one of those guys, and he did a solid job. So I, I think that's that's really cool to point that out. We're out of time. We'll have more dad chat and early morning notes uh, <laughs> next time at some point. We got to we got to bring it back at some point. I'm going to need some actual real life uh, uh, dad advice. So uh, we'll call it dad advice. Well, you're doing the you're doing the right thing. That Mexico City game tips off at nine thirty, so you'll get home just in time for that two a.m. feeding. So that's perfect. good. So at least at least it'll that it'll be perfect. I'm sure Kelly's stoked about that. Safe travels. I think we're going to talk to you from Mexico City, but we'll leave it absolutely. Open absolutely. In case we have communication barriers. Yes, uh, fair enough. And uh, the Atlanta Hawks. This could be Thursday night. We're back tomorrow with another edition of Magic Drive Time right here, ninety six nine again.